Leadership is all about people and it's not a title. If you are inspiring people, you empower people to dream more, become more, you are a leader. Everything rises or falls on leadership. This is definitely something that is... In the Mika Show, we highlight practical methods for a meaningful impact on our personal and professional life. Thank you for joining us today and let the show begin. Luan, you're a certified professional coach specialized in leadership. And you're also the author of Powerful Leadership, How to Build Dream Teams, where you explain how you turn around a multi-million company that became super successful and also very happy place to work, right? But besides this, you're also like the Mother Teresa of Saigon because you've been volunteering for eight years in the Little Shelter Association, right? I'm just so happy to have you here today to talk about leadership. Welcome to the show, Loan. Thank you, Mika. <laughs> so before we dig into the topic, how are you today? I'm great. Yeah? I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for uh, inviting me. That's awesome. So we are here to talk about leadership. Most important question, what is leadership according to you? Wow. Thank you for this question. So leadership is all about people and it's not a title, right? So if you are um, inspiring people, you empower people to dream more, become more, you are a leader. Wow. Okay. So I am a leader already? Yes. So you are, guys. Come embrace your title. And do you think uh, leadership is something that we should all learn and why? Yes, we should definitely. Why? Because we are here on this earth in the world to make it a better place for all of us, right? And everything rises or falls on leadership. So this is definitely something that is very important and that we all focus on this self-leadership and leadership in any company, workplace, make it better for everyone to really thrive and make a bigger impact, make people happy and make successful, impactful companies. That's true. And um, so in your book, you, you mentioned the fact that good leadership starts with self-leadership. Can you come back on this idea and more specifically, which steps can we take in order to become leaders, good leaders? Self-leadership is very much about leading ourselves, right? right? We can't lead other people if we can't lead ourselves. So we are the first one who need to uh, be our own role models. We have to inspire ourselves. We have to be able to motivate ourselves. And we have to connect with ourselves before we even can connect with other people or even empower and lead other people. So it's basically very simple. How can we start to do this work of self-leadership? We start by asking us some very important questions. First of all, if we want to become a leader, we need to ask ourselves why, right? Just like Simon Sinek, start with why, sure. yeah? So I, I know that a lot of people know about Simon Sinek and it's really a good question. When I read his book, it was like mind blowing. So we ask ourselves why we want to become leaders. What is it that we want to create? How do we want to influence? And what is you know, the motive of becoming a leader? So when we have a clear idea of what we want to achieve and why we want to become a great leader, right? Then it will help us to be inspired and we will lead ourselves every day and help people with the, uh, the mindset of the intention that we have from the beginning. And that's really where in my 
experience. So many leaders, they are in working so hard and so busy, but oftentimes forget to ask themselves, what is my, my goal? What is the legacy here? What do I want to achieve by becoming a leader? And uh, in your amazing book, which can be read as a case study, you mentioned about the different steps that you take. So I highly encourage you guys to have a look on the book because it gives you very clear guidelines on how to become, so how to know yourself better, basically. These steps that you took, it just helps you to realize who you are. But there is one thing I, I got very curious about. It's the blind spot. Can you tell us what is the blind spot and how can we identify how it can help us to become better leaders? There are many things we can do. One of the things I really highly recommend everyone to do is to do daily self-reflections. So it's actually one of the things I also have described in the book, uh, how we can improve ourselves, how we can achieve insane growth and achieve really outstanding results and boost our confidence. So it's a kind of uh, journaling. And um, that's uh, one of the things we can do, of course, to discover our blinds. But by journaling, we can look back to see, ah, what, I, what have I done? You know, what have I achieved? What I have learned? Um, but of course, we can also uh, get a, a coach. We can mm. proactively ask people that we trust about, you know, get feedback. Honest feedback. I, yeah, I've done that for many years. And it's not always, you, you, you must uh, you know, I think you can relate, it's not always super comfortable to ask people, can you tell me your honest opinion about me or you know, how I deal with this or that, right? So, but this is really what we need to really uncover our blind spot. And this is something that a coach can help. So even though I'm a coach myself, I have coaches, I have mentors to constantly, you know, share the feedback with me. But of course, we need to be willing to accept this feedback, right? Um, so discovering our blind spot is really where we can unleash our full potential. Because we all have a lot of potential and talents um, that we need to unleash. If I know you also, Mika, you have big ambitions, right? And a lot of talents. So every one of us, we, we need someone to help us. We need coaches, we need mentors to give us the honest feedback that sometimes can be a little bit uncomfortable, but it's really important. And that's what I have been doing and it has helped me tremendously. Mm. Yeah. I think what you say, it's also important if you want to become a leader or simply just a better person. Like, it seems like when I read your book and when I'm hearing you now, it's like one is not going without another. If you really want to be a good leader, first you have to be a good person and happy with what you have, right? Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for emphasizing this. It is exactly yes. People don't follow um, or feel empowered or inspired by unhelpful, you know, uh, poor leaders. So leaders really need to work extra hard to be a good person with high integrity and an inspiring person and have good values mm -hmm. who can lead people and who can connect with people. And, and so, yeah, everyone can always benefit from self-improvement. Mm -hmm. yes. And something that uh, I also really like about your book and your idea of leadership is basically being a good leader is also being capable of handling conflicts. And uh, in the book, you also say that conflict management is an art. 
I think it's something very beautiful because it helps us like to grow. But again, how can we practice it with this art and being good at it? Conflict management is one of the favorite topics of all times. When I have uh, led so many different teams, one of the things that I focus on is exactly conflict management because there is so much potential in really helping the team to improve and move forward and, and achieve the goals for uh, the teams and the companies just by understanding and solving, managing the, the conflicts. So one of the things that I have done with my teams is really, first we create an environment where people feel safe enough mm -hmm. to speak, trust, share, uh, confront, and be vulnerable enough to share and be honest, right? So we need to do that. So we need to be consistent. We need to talk about things. We need to be open and we need to be vulnerable ourselves and constantly communicate that why is it that we need to talk about these things, uh, conflicts or areas of improvement, right? So we need to tap into that space and, and, and uh, help people feel comfortable. So we are going in with a lot of, which is not actually Gary Vee, he's also talking mm -hmm. about it. Um, being vulnerable is, is not easy. No. And empathy and all of these things that we hear about so often these days, empathy, compassion, and vulnerability. And this is exactly what conflict is about. So we're there to constantly remind our team members, we are here, we are coming in, to make things better and in order to do that we need to be open and share you know uh, honest feedback and giving constructive feedback so, to find a solution to move on right so by using compassion empathy and vulnerability it's much easier to solve conflicts and that's what i have been doing with my team members yeah and mm -hmm. also, if you allow me to go a little bit deeper, you say that most of the conflicts arise because of problems of communications that are, can be easily solved. So how did you, like, allow, you say, created a safe space? Can you give us an example of uh, an effective communication and uh, conflict management solution? One of the things that I always recommend fellow leaders to do is, first of all, active listening you would be surprised, but there are so many leaders out there who struggle so much with conflict management. They are really afraid. Um, so instead of going in proactively and solving the problem, they are actually trying to ignore or run away from it and then it's not my problem. It's, it's my team members or my subordinates and people, you know, I would, just, I would just leave it for them to solve it. But no, as leaders, we are all responsible for everything that is you know, going on with our company, internal environment, everything in our team. So we as leaders, we need to step in and make sure that the conflicts are being resolved. And one of the things uh, you can do to do that is, like you mentioned, communication. So as leaders, we need to be bold, we need to be transparent, we need to show people that we trust them and they can trust us. So I communicated a lot. Not in the beginning, but I learned that it was a powerful tool. So I did a lot of communication, not through emails, but one-on-one, -on -one, uh, group meetings, town hall meetings, all different kinds of ways that you can connect, engage, and share, and be transparent. I did everything. Mm -hmm. And it's something that is super powerful. You make people feel, ah, I know what's going on now. Ah, I know what's 
right to do here, you know? So do that consistently and you will see amazing results. Wow. In the book, you say you can't improve something that you can't measure. And that's why you have invented this technique of the red and black journal to help us on our growing journey. Can you tell us uh, in details about this technique that you invented? And how different is it from journaling, classic journaling? Yes. The red and the black book, I'm very excited to share. Uh, and yes, I have shared step by step how I do this. And it's actually very simple. It's similar to doing journaling, but here is more focus on your own comfort zone and your goals, right? So by doing this, um, now let me share with you how I did it. So every day I would, after a working day, I would sit down for a bit, be conscious and mindful and think about, uh, reflect about the actions I have taken for the day and think about what went really well and what could improve, what could I improve. So when I do that, um, over, uh, over time, you, you can look back and see that, wow, you have done a lot. So that actually can help you to boost a lot of confidence. It can help you to be aware of your own comfort zone. How many new things did you try? How many times did you fail? And we all know that we need to make enough mistakes. We need to try new things in order for us to really grow and achieve our goals and the success that we want, right? So this technique will help us to really see that wow, we are growing a lot. We are taking the necessary uh, actions and learning and, and learning from the mistakes, getting the valuable lessons for us really to grow. So this technique I have applied for myself and my team. So we could see that this actually led to, along with all of the other things that I have described in the book, was the thing that helped us achieve the outstanding results. So not only financially, but we actually also, because it was, uh, I became confident, but my team also became confident, right? So I did also this coaching one-on-one -on -one and helped them to gain this, uh, realize their growth and gain the confidence. So that led to uh, over 90% of employee satisfactions. So not only did we achieve excellent profitability, but also high employee satisfaction. What, what else could you ask for, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Happy people, I guess, work better. Mm -hmm. Not I guess, for sure, they do work better. In this topic of leadership, there is one a last thing that I would like to dig in. It's the fear management. We did talk about this, that it's something very important and we all have fears, but how can we manage them? How can we use it as a, as a fuel? Let me ask you this question. Mika, mm -hmm. do you ever feel that something is holding you back from getting what you really want? Mm, I guess, yeah, the fear of not succeeding what I want, of not getting it, of not making it happen the way I wanted mm. before. So this was actually something I learned um, back in 2017. And this uh, awareness made me focus more on building a team where people are more aware of their fears so they could overcome and handle them. So we really could, you know, move forward and be bold and be brave. And it's uh, very interesting that when we talk about fears, we have six different kinds of fears. 
So I would always recommend that if you're not really where you want to be, try to write down, look at these kind of fears and analyze, right? What is it, where are you right now and what's holding you back from making the next step for taking actions to achieve your goals? So the most common one that I also, me, I have dealt with this the most is fearful failure, mm-hmm. right? So, so many people, they hold themselves back from achieving their goals and success because they are afraid to fail. So instead of doing that thing that is needed, they just do nothing, right? So fear for failure, fear for um, the unknown, fear for being judged, fear for being made fun of, fear for being lonely, fear for death. So very often, most people are dealing with uh, these mm-hmm. top fears. So fear for failure, fear for the unknown. So this is also something that um, can hold you back from taking action because you are not super happy where you are right now, but also you don't know if you, you know, take action, what would be the result or the outcome of that. Mm-hmm. So you just rather stay where you are, right? So we can achieve the happiness. So where to start? Start with asking yourself, which of these six fears are you facing right now? And what can you do to move forward to overcome these mm-hmm. challenges, right? So in your case, can you tell us about your personal case? Mm. Um, so in my personal case, let's say for many years, I've been dealing with fearful failure. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh, instead of doing things and taking actions, I would just, you know, come up with excuses and just, you know, visualize that, oh, it's not going to end well, I'm going to fail and people are going to laugh at me and this kind of thing. Or even when I have to, you know, uh, as a coach also expose myself and put myself out there, for me, it has been really scary, you know, to put myself out there because uh, I was like in a state of, oh, I was so afraid of being judged or fail, you know, or the unknown. Um, So I have worked with this really, you know, dig dive into it and what is it really about? But when I was aware, then I was like, oh, I I could actually change the state of my mind and be in a different position. I could think about the positive outcome. So when shifting, you know, the focus, then it helped me to start taking actions. Yeah. So awareness, only when you are aware, you can change things. Wow. Yeah. That's the first step to happiness as well, I guess. <laughs> Not only to leadership. It seems like both are linked. Happiness, leadership. Like, again, we need to work on ourselves to become a better person. And then we can become better leaders. And like you said, leaders create leaders. Leaders create leaders. Exactly. Leaders don't create followers. They create more leaders. Right. So what you said, yes, is so correct. Leaders create leaders. And... It's about happiness. Um, It's about taking ownership. Mm -hmm. So when we as human beings, we actually take ownership, not only as leaders, just as human beings, we take ownership, we feel more empowered. Mm -hmm. We feel more that we are the one who's driving the car 
to whatever destination we want to go instead of being in, in the back, right, back seat, right, passenger, being a passenger, watching your life goes mm-hmm. by, right? So we take ownership and that makes us feel whole and, you know, powerful. Wow, that's beautiful. Luan, I would like to ask you one last question. We taking some distance from the leadership topic, actually. Um, according to you, what can we do daily to improve the quality of our life? One of the first things I describe in my book is actually related to this. Um, so it's related to being whole, being happy, being ourselves, really. And it's to find our core values. Mm. I know many people talk about and have heard about it, you know, before. Um, but what I have seen is actually people don't really understand what is it about and really haven't discovered their core values. So I have described the 12 steps, how I found my core values, and I have taught it to many people. Again, again, read the book. Just read the book. That's all I can say. <laughs> it's very practical and very short and very efficient. Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you for mentioning that. It's practical. I tried as hard to put things in, you know, mm-hmm. so make it very easy and to apply. Um, yeah, so to be happy, we need to understand what makes us happy, who we are, what makes us happy, and understand our core values. So could you, you know, just imagine that um, we build a house, mm-hmm. or we a house, but to have a strong house, right, we are a home, we need to have a strong foundation to build on. Mm-hmm. And maybe this house need to be built on four pillars, mm-hmm. you know, one in each corner that hold the home. And uh, we need to be aligned with these pillars, the foundation of it. And if we are not aligned, we may, the, the, the home is not stable, right? And, and very vulnerable and, and fragile. So when we discover our core values, we will always feel, ah, it's like an inner uh, GPS or inner compass. We know we can navigate in life. We know what to do, which uh, decisions we need to make, you know, uh, what's the right thing for us, what is the wrong thing for us to make sure we are always on the right path for ourselves. Wow. Yeah. I like this idea of the compass very much. I think it's very simple and meaningful and practical at the same time. So thank you so much, Loan. You're so welcome. <laughs> thank you for inviting me. <laughs> I hope you guys like this episode and I'll be, we will be very curious to know what do you think about these practical advices that I gave you today about leadership and how to simply become better people. One more time, thank you, Loan, for coming here. Where can we find you? You can find me on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, um, everywhere. Everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. And here as well, and here as well. <laughs> Guys, remember to like, subscribe, share the video. Thank you for being part of this amazing adventure. One more time, thanks to you, Luan, and hope to see you very soon. Thank you, Mika, and thanks for the whole team here. (laughs) (laughs) We did it.